Hello and welcome to episode 182 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. It's Craig, Tank, and David today, where Craig is the one who sounds like an Australian and David is the one who sounds like me. Let's get started. So I did uh, family portraits for uh, family at church. And uh, I just want to say iPad Pro is amazing for editing photos. I use uh, Lightroom on it. And it's Which just, size do you have? This is the uh, 11. Okay. Yeah, cool. highly recommend. There's just like a physicality to holding the photos in your hands. Yeah. We're thinking about upgrading to an iPad, iPad Pro for a few things, but I'm still stuck between 11 and 12.9. 12.9 just sounds like massive, but maybe that's okay if you're doing what? My wife's going to be doing on it, which is basically using it instead of a computer for spreadsheets and stuff like that. Yeah, I've I've used both. The uh, Sarah now has the twelve point nine that I had uh, because mm-hmm. she does handlering on it, and she loves the larger size. Uh, but what I like yep. about the eleven inches, it's easy to like use while standing. Uh, it's a little bit easier to throw in a bag. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a large uh, person, like I'm six two. So 12.9 is not difficult for me to use when standing or anything, but the 11 is just easier. It's, it's something that it's easier for me to have around all the time uh, without thinking about whether or not I have it. <laughs> so can't you use any device to throw on a filter to throw on a filter oh, for like photos? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to use my, uh, I used to use my laptop, but I, I do more than just uh, filters. I like to do like, gradients and radial uh effects and yeah i was just thinking or just implying that that's all that photo editors do uh, <laughs> i mean there's a real sense in which that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't do any photo editing so i didn't know how close i hit to home <laughs> that would be taken as a serious question <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i've been very careful to pick filters and like have my own style and then i have like hmm things that I do to photos that maybe not everybody does. I like to, I like to add vignettes, but not just add like a centered vignette like everybody does. But like if the subject is on the left side of the frame, try to darken everything, but the circle around the subject on the left side of the frame, uh, which is a very uh, cinematic kind of feel. Hmm. Uh, Anyway, That was my... Speaking of filters. Yeah, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of filters. Speaking of filters, Instagram Instagram is the topic for the day. Well done. That's not really the topic of the day, but they are at least the inspiration for the topic of the day. And they have filters, so... Now, Instagram's that service that uh, they send you pills, you put them in the ground, you pour water on them, and then you have a grandmother, right? Instagram... (laughs) If only. Mm. Um, so today we're asking, can, um, what are those called? Is UX a word? Yes. Well, I mean, it's two okay. letters, but yes. Okay, cool. Today we're asking, can a UX design change prevent sin? <gasps> At least that's what I'm asking. You guys might not be asking that, but I am. <laughs> Um, I was asking when dinner so, is. Uh, that's an important question too for me in 40 minutes. 
as soon as this ends, assuming it's roughly 40 minutes. Isn't it like 930 anyway, your time? It is 622 my time. I'm sorry. You should just get into the topic. You should ignore me. <laughs> so, um, so as I said, Instagram was the inspiration for this question. Um, it looks like they're trying to do that. Um, they're, they have a goal or at least their, their publicly reported goal is, um, to help, uh, mental health, uh, to help people have better mental health and decrease their feelings of envy and pride. Um, so they started testing a new feature of hiding like counts. Um, you, most people, well, I don't know. Um, so a lot of listeners won't have noticed this yet because it's only in a few countries. Um, Australia might be. Yeah, we've got it. One. Okay. Whoa. Cool. So, yeah. Um, I knew Canada's where they started, I think, in May. Um, and I know it's gone to a few other ones. Um, but, yeah, people have noticed that uh, the the like count has been removed from users. So, so, Craig, you said that you've got it. Have you noticed it? Noticed any changes as you've used it? I don't know if you use Instagram, but. Yeah, I do. And, yeah, sure. I've noticed. Nice. What is it? What so is it like? What's it, the difference? It basically just says, it used to say, um, liked by, I think it used to just say the number of likes. It used to say liked by 34 people or something. Um, mm. I could be getting this wrong. Then it went to, um, I remember like the most recent thing was liked by so-and-so, so-and-so and 28 others or whatever. Like it would have a couple of names mm. and then a number. And now it just says the most, I think it's the most recent. So, or the f- first or something liked by so-and-so and others. And then the others mm. is a link. Um, and then the others shows you a list of likes uh, or likers, but it doesn't actually have a number. Only the person whose profile it is can see the number in that list. So for my photos, I can go and click on that others link and see an actual printout of the number of people. Okay, nice. So it gives you the number exactly. The list. Yeah, everyone else would have to manually count up the people under mm. that post if it's someone else's post to see how many people liked it. So if you had uh, like an influencer who's got 21 million followers and 16 million followers of theirs liked a particular post, I'm assuming the idea is no one's going to want to count to 16 million. So people just won't bother trying to find out how popular that particular post was. I wonder if they would even show all 16 million, like make it possible to count. Them. <laughs> I don't um, know. Lazy load. <laughs> yeah. Like really. Lazy. <laughs> yeah. Because David, you you had mentioned before this, like, couldn't someone just write a script and pull out from the from the, I guess the HTML, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, to count it all up. But if they do lazy load on that many on that high of a number, then they're going to be clicking load more, load more, load more, load more. Load more. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's a scroll load, then yeah, scrolling for a really long time. But yeah, I imagine I imagine you could write a uh something that would do that for you but the question is mm, again yeah if if there's 16 million of those records uh how long would it take and and would instagram even allow you to load all of those <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so again their um instagram's reported uh reason is um is that they they have the idea that people will be free to just post uh whatever they want to post that many people are posting like uh, photos that they think will get likes and think will make them look good. Um, and they just post those things. Um, and instead they don't feel the freedom to post just like whatever they would want to post if likes weren't an issue. Um, 
And so people will begin posting more of what they want to. And then other people looking at it will maybe get to see more real life, really what's going on in people's lives as well as uh, not have that feeling of, oh, that person got a thousand likes and I only got two. I must be a terrible person. You are. <laughs> um, thank you. Mm-hmm. I've, I so far have zero likes on Instagram. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Are you on Instagram? No, I'm not. That'll do it. <laughs> but I am on Twitter and I think I only have like one ever love or something. But only like one post. So <laughs> I think that's uh, <laughs> biblically what you're supposed to have. Just, just the one, one love. <laughs> the one love. Okay, nice. Um, I keep saying reported view because there has been people who have claimed that, um, that they're trying to get money back from the influencers that influencers influencers are just posting pictures of them with like branding, wearing branding, holding something and people then pay those influencers directly. Um, and so Instagram doesn't see any of that income through ad revenue themselves. And so this is a trick, uh, in order to, get the advertisers to have to go through them to find out information and to do ads, um, slash the influencers to go through Instagram to get ads. Um, um, so some people say it's not like quite as nice of a thing, but, um, but at least all the reporters or all of Instagram is saying, no, we're doing this because we love you all. <laughs> and so that leads to <laughs> the question. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, that leads to my question. You know, this is a design change They're They're trying to, trying to change this in order to make people feel less, less envy, less, um, less envy and less pride on either end of it. And, um, and so what do you think? Do you think that it will work? Do you think this kind of concept works? I think it's a bandaid solution to be honest. Um, I think, I mean, I think it depends on, it largely depends on how each person uses Instagram so in one way, I kind of think, well, good on Instagram for trying to address what has, you know, is obviously a problem for some people, um, particularly, I guess, the envy thing. And there's a lot of stuff around, um, you know, particularly for teenagers, you know, self-worth and body image and comparing yourself to other people and all that kind of thing. Um, that's not what I use Instagram for. So in my mind, I guess looking <laughs> at it completely pragmatically, I kind of go, well, if you've got a problem with envy and pride, that's a hard problem. And covering up a number won't fix the heart problem, especially if you as a profile viewer can still go and find it easily for your own images, if you know what I mean. So if you can still go click one extra link, click the others button, and then see the number at the top of the screen, it's not going to actually stop you focusing on that if, if that's what your focus is. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of feel like I, 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 like, I can appreciate the um, sort of sentiment behind it but it feels a little superficial because it's like, well, we're still making the information available uh, to to the people who are posting about their own photos, about the number of likes. Um, and therefore, if, you know, if people are going to focus on that, then that's, that's their issue. I think with influencers, like if you're the sort of person who goes, oh, you know, um, pick, a, pick a famous person. I don't know. Steph Curry, for, you know, NBA basketball player. He, he's got... Um, 20 million likes on this post. Did we just lose Tank? I'm still here, um, okay. but I could barely yep. hear a lot of your stuff. But All right. Yeah, go ahead. You could barely hear a lot of it? Yeah. 
but I'm back in now. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Just if David responds, I'll get right back on board. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, basically, I like the idea behind it, but I'm not sure that it's actually going to work because it's a heart problem. Um, but with the influencer side of things, if you know, if you pick a famous person and, and someone's looking at them and going, oh, they've got you know 10 million likes on this particular image and I've only got 48, it's like, you know, I mean- Partly people just need to be realistic as well about what they're expecting from themselves. <laughs> like these people are called influencers for a reason. They have this many followers because they're already in the public eye and they're celebrities and whatnot. Um, so if you are actively comparing your own life or your own follow account, your own influence to an influencer, then again, therein lies the problem. It's not the, the amount of likes they've got compared to you. That's actually the issue because that's quite logical. That outcome is quite logical. It's, it's about how you perceive the difference in data and whether or not that's actually a problem because of who you are and what you're posting. And I just think it's, you know, to me, it's more about the mindset of the Instagram user that's the issue rather than the way that the data is presented on the platform. I'm going to make Tank response cause he, respond because he didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> I did hear the last... The last he heard the last bit, My which is kind of is. a summary of the rest of it. <laughs> Um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to agree that it's a hard issue. I want to say this is this is a lot like the question of like a city is considering like banning all strip clubs and like, will that prevent lust? Well, there's a real sense in which it will. It will prevent a lot of one particular outlet for lust. It will it will prevent a, a certain set of problems from occurring in a certain way. Uh, and I think that is that is something that Instagram can sort of say about this. I, I, I actually really like the explanation that it uh, makes it easier for them to get a cut of what's going on with the influencers because um, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Craig. I, I use Instagram, but I've never really felt either of those emotions while using it. Like I don't follow people <laughs> aspirationally except like artists. And and even then it's yeah. like, I follow this person because I like to study their work and like try to get better and, you know, learn things about their process and everything. Cause it's always really cool when, when artists do like Instagram stories. And I guess that's the other thing that I'm mm -hmm. thinking about is like stories don't have a like count, but you can like send a heart or a fire emoji or whatever to the creator. So, and, and, and honestly more and more, Instagram seems to really be pulling towards stories. I see a lot of the people that I follow almost never post to their feed anymore. You know, you see a post every three weeks, uh, but you see a story almost every day. So yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have that strong of an opinion on it. I like being able to see how many likes things have because I just like data. Uh, I like being able to see like, Oh, this person used this style or like, super high contrast and like high contrast seems to be doing well. Now I should, I should take that into account when I make something to post to Instagram that I'm, uh, looking, you know, like I run the lightest form of floggings, uh, podcast. And so having an idea of like what, what gets likes versus what doesn't that can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Um, I do know, like, it, it seems it seems just from the things I've seen about Facebook and they own Instagram. Yeah. Right. I'm not crazy in that. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, that Facebook is also like doing research and at least wanting to put up the image that they are 
um, trying to make change for, for the better for people. Um, and so, uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic in thinking that, uh, that they're, that they've at least looked into it and are thinking, you know, this will help people. And it's hard for me, um, to know having never used Instagram, but also I just think, uh, not being the kind of, I've never really gotten into social media. Um, and I think maybe like none of us have gotten into social media. Maybe some of, um, some people, some other people have, or, um, or maybe younger people have in the way that it causes detrimental effects, uh, to the, to the degree that, uh, they're talking about. But honestly, I don't know that that's just a claim I'm making without only from, from hearing what people say about social media all the time, that it causes problems and emotional disorders and all that stuff. Um, so I'm just adding to that noise, I guess. Um, and I do agree with the idea that, um, it takes a heart change. Uh, I was thinking of whenever I was thinking about this, I had heard recently that Karl Marx had the idea that change economy, you change people's nature. Um, and we saw that that didn't work out great. (laughs) (laughs) And so you just kind of applying, trying to apply that, uh, you can, you can almost apply that to any situation we find it just doesn't seem to work, but I still wondered, um, does that mean it's wrong to try, um, to minimize it kind of like your, your picture, David, of, of removing the strip clubs, um, should, is there, is there to some degree a responsibility that, that makers have to try to reduce the likelihood of, of sinful behavior or of even detrimental, detrimental effects, um, on, on their users? Um, of course they I think, don't. Of Technology course is neutral. <laughs> <laughs> David's opening an old wound, but Hey, none of the people who really wanted to fight on that are here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's te- saying technology is neutral or not. If you if you have a piece of technology that does like amazing things for people, but every random number of minutes you pop up a video of people killing each other, you know, like <laughs> that's that isn't. We can all agree that that's not neutral, I guess. And so by removing that video of people killing each other, (laughs) Hey, we just made this better for everybody, uh, in a way that helps them not, not have detrimental effects on them slash sin by enjoying it. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't know how that plays into the technology is neutral conversation, but I think that means that that conversation doesn't wherever you land on that, I still think the point is that we can, we can make changes to technology potentially to help our users. Yeah. The, the, the analogy that I made kind of falls apart because there's not really a legitimate use for a strip club, but there is a legitimate use for knowing like counts. Like I just, I just said, you know, it's, it's useful to me to know Mm -hmm. this got this many likes because you know, I do wedding photography, I do engagement portraits and it's nice to know like what's trending, what's, what kind of styles are, are doing well because that's what people want. You know, people want to, people want pictures that they like and you can provide what they like if you know what people generally like. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's, yeah. that's the question, you know, with anything that you make, you have to be asking that question of like, are the features I'm adding generally lending themselves toward people using them for good or, or generally lending themselves toward people using them for uh, harm, whether that be the harm of themselves or the harm of others. 
Yeah. And I guess with Instagram, you know, one of the, like Facebook, you know, there's a lot of paid advertising on Instagram. One of the, and I'm talking about aside from people paying influencers to just pose with their products or whatever, but, uh, you know, the, I think what you said is exactly right, David. Like there'd be a lot of businesses out there who use Instagram for brand awareness. And so for them to be able to know, um, without, you know, clicking any further through or whatever, how many, um, likes things are getting so that they can tailor their content better, um, is actually a good thing. And content curation by each user should be seen by Instagram to be a good thing. I would have thought for the platform, mm. um, because there are people that are then posting more of the content that, that other people are engaging with. So, um, I guess what they're not, what they what they've done so far is not to take that information away and make it unavailable. They've just made it an extra click to get to it. Um, so maybe it's arguable whether or not that's a good idea, but I just, you know, I, I kind of still wonder, you know, it's almost like for the 13 year old boy or girl who's really struggling with where, you know, sort of their identity and all that kind of thing. And and they find looking at other people's Instagram posts to be a real issue. Um, I can see, I, I think I'm fully on board with it from that perspective, but for the sort of more commercial side of Instagram, which let's be honest is where Facebook, <laughs> the provider of Instagram gets its interest in Instagram from aside from hmm. people's, you know, having lots of people on the platform and lots of access to data and images and stuff. But, um, you know, advertising and things like that, you know, businesses on Instagram are more likely to probably do paid advertising through Instagram than your standard personal profile. Um, and hmm. therefore looking after those people and making it as easy as possible for them to use the features of the platform, um, is, is going to be better for them in the long run. So yeah, it's, I think it's hard to kind of say a clear cut, like, yes, this is really good or this is really not good. I, I think it's heading in the right direction, but there's some sort of frustrations about it depending on how you use Instagram. Yeah, I guess in a way, um, it's making me think that Instagram is kind of trying to curate maybe the right word we'll use it instagram is trying to curate its user base it's like trying to do some maybe it's trying to do something to pick who its users are like if it's not if it's doing things that don't lend itself well to companies or high profile um, people making money off of their pictures then maybe it's maybe its features are gearing towards another audience um Although I, as I was thinking about it, you know, if it's, if they're doing it for an audience or for, you know, just the, the baseline user, the normal user, um, it seems strange just for a company perspective, like the, the money-making perspective, uh, to remove a feature that makes it addicting. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I, I know at least, you know, I said, I'd, wasn't ever into social media, but I can definitely remember the first time using Facebook, um, whenever I'd post a status and then I get on every few hours to see if more people liked it. Like that was definitely a thing that drew me to see back to Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that that's still a thing that draws people, the normal people. Um, <laughs> and so not, yeah, not the company people types, of yeah. that, but yeah, so it, it is a, seems an all around puzzling move now that we're, as we're talking about it, that I feel like it's said to be made in benefit of the, the, the normal person, the normal, the base, most basic user. Um, mm -hmm. but it pushes away their high profile users and also does something that makes it less addictive to their baseline user. 
And so maybe they're just trying to kill Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It, uh, I don't know. It's, it seems like the the business reason for this must be that they are hoping to, and may, maybe we'll see the, the some sort of an announcement about how they are going to uh, implement some kind of a system specifically for influencers. So, so the idea being, yes, uh, you know, Coca-Cola can have, uh, you know, famous influencer advertise for their product, but it's going to happen through if you if you, if you want data about this if you want data about their followers mm-hmm. and everything you're going to need to go through Instagram to to get that data and the transaction is going to be handled through Instagram because I mean I guess they can't stop people from doing it any other way but if they make the data hard to access and they make it so that you're either going off of that person's word or um or else you don't have sorry or 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 you have to go through Instagram to to get like reliable data that does seem more, more like what they must be trying to do here because it's well known that Instagram's monthly active users is, is slowing growth. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe what they're trying to do is just get more money, basically increase the value of any individual user, even if it means losing a few users in the process. Hmm. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about social media a lot and usually it's a bad thing. And so I was like, Hey, you know, social media is trying to do something good. Maybe it won't work, but they're trying to. It was like, no, you guys just want money still. <laughs> oh, <figure>. One day. <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you think, uh, do you think in, in looking at social media and looking at, you know, some of the conversations that, that people have had, um, I know Facebook posted recently, um, they posted some studies about how, how Facebook usage, um, how certain, how you can benefit from some type of Facebook usage and detriment from other types of Facebook usage. And so it's Facebook's own researchers. So you can, take that as you will, but Facebook's researchers found that uh, passive use of Facebook led people to be more depressed at the end of the day. And so this is just scrolling and liking being the main things you're doing and clicking on links that people post. So it's a very passive consumeristic mindset versus um, active usage uh, being, you know, commenting, sharing, um, sending messages to people uh, leads to more positive um, no way. So interacting with other people is more positive than not interacting. <laughs> David, how do you feel about that? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you want to stop interacting. I'm actually going to yeah, so sign off now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you passive consumer. I you. thought he was serious for a minute. There. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I and then he stayed. <laughs> all those episodes of vlogging where he's talked about how much of an introvert he is. And then he just ditches us in the middle of a conversation <laughs> when I bring it up. No, I only do that at church. I can't win. <laughs> well, anyway, I say it all, uh, to me, uh, for the purpose of like, can you all think of any, anything that social media could do UX design wise, um, to, to, to benefit, uh, the users to fight kind of the junk of social media. Um, and help people use it better. Hmm. Do you think it's um, something that we, you know, 
that that people should be thinking about and uh, Facebook should be thinking about and trying? And are there any ideas for it? I think Facebook could do something similar to Instagram and remove its friend count from the like first thing you see on your profile other than your personal information. But I mean, it's still like... Oh, on your profile. Well, on your profile, you've got your name and bio and then you've got your any about details like web addresses and stuff that are linked to you. And then you've, I think they call that your public details. And then you've got your friends and it says 946 friends. Um, see all friends. Like I, I have never used that section. You have 946 <laughs> friends on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> I probably, Popular. yeah. Anyway, um, I'm feeling envy right now. <laughs> no, don't. That wasn't, that wasn't, intended that was actually to the be, point. All I'm saying he, is building I never up. use that section of Facebook. It's kind of useless. Anyway, we could just delete it. I should have said 146 friends. And then David still would have been like, you have 146 friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we <laughs> delayed reaction. Um, that, that to me is an entirely useless section of the page because Facebook is really about, like you said, tank, what you're posting and what other people are posting and interacting with that. So actually trawling through your friends list and counting the people or whatever, like do people <laughs> do that? I don't see. <laughs> well, exactly. I don't well, see you that have as a number. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a big part of how Facebook is used. I would imagine by 99.5% of the population. So just remove that. But that's a pretty superficial thing. Again, it, you know, you guys didn't even know where that was <laughs> on your Facebook profile. <laughs> so clearly like it's not ever in every forefront of everyone's minds kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> I think the infinite scroll timeline and the idea of like, it's not even a timeline anymore. It's a, it's just a feed. I think that uh, the thinking around how that works should be, should be done if, if we're, if we're trying to improve the UX to, I guess maybe what we're aiming for is to, I mean, we're, we're not going to stop sin altogether, but like improve people's mental health. Um, I mean, I really mm-hmm. like the idea of a feed that at some point just stops and says, you've seen a lot of stuff today, guy, like <laughs> go read a book. <laughs> Um, but of course <laughs> at some well, point about, it just, what about it could have your the, friends, you could have your friends status updates just being like a book over time. <laughs> You're just like reading a book and you, you don't know it. <laughs> what about the idea that like, uh, Apple introduced like the screen time feature where you can, you know, iOS can give you a readout of how much time you spend on different apps each week. Mm-hmm. If Facebook was really concerned about people's health and well-being, then, they could easily tap into that kind of like, I guess, same thing as Dave was saying, stopping the infinite scroll, but even further, they could go even further and work out, you know, best practice according to doctors and psychologists and whatever, how long on Facebook or social media per day is reasonable. Just say it's an hour, which gives sort of people, that's a fair bit of time. Um, But if you're spending more than an hour a day, I think, you know, nine out of 10 dentists agree. That's bad. That's bad. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, you know, it, whatever the number is, whatever the sort of recommended number is, they actually just ha- have like a, a, a lock on the app after that amount of time that says like no one in the world can use Facebook Facebook for more than an hour a day, for example. It just stops working and you you have to wait until 12 a.m. the next day, clicks over to be able to work it again. That's pretty extreme. I don't even know if that's technically possible. I'm assuming it is, but I don't know. Uh, but that would be one way if they were actually really concerned about health and well-being to to sort of put a stop to the infinite scroll becoming habitual and 
or even if it's not inf- infinite scroll, because I'm assuming with infinite scroll, if you switch to someone else's profile, would you then be able to scroll there as well? Like if you went from newsfeed to a profile, would you be able to scroll the profile? Oh, I, I imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, so you that's could probably work out ways creepy. to get around that. But <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Anyway, I'm just thinking big picture, like, you know, it would be nice if they actually had a commitment that said, this stuff is enough of a problem that we're actually going to only give you. It's like when you go to a bar, if you, I think this is the case in other places. I'm pretty sure it's the case where I live. If you go to a bar and you get like really drunk and then you, you keep wanting to buy drinks and you're just way past it, then the, I think it's the bar people have a responsibility to kind of say no, like yeah. mm-hmm. enough is enough. Uh, and so it, you know, could be the same thing where they actually just say, look, there has to be some kind of limit here. So we're going to impose a limit. Um, and people won't be happy about the limit, but that's the whole idea of putting limits on things. The people who are addicted to it won't like the limit and they're going to have to change their habits accordingly. It's also just the idea of like, what are you optimizing for? I mean, Facebook is optimizing for time spent on the platform. And so like literally mm-hmm. when you, when you think about it, the, uh, the everything about every decision that they've made probably runs contrary to what we're talking about. So of course, but, but then at the same time, like if Facebook is doing you good, like, like I like Facebook. I mean, I don't like Facebook writ large. I don't like Facebook, the company. I'm not particularly fond of Mark Zuckerberg, but like the people that I interact with on Facebook, the posts that I see in my feed, I'm generally pleased by. I generally like, I, I don't know that I would say every time I open Facebook uh, and uh, when I, when I close it, I feel better but I rarely feel worse. And yeah, often I do feel better. Often I, I get a chuckle out of something or, or I read something that's really interesting. Um, and so for me, like, I, I don't think I need to spend more time on Facebook, but I don't think that I need to spend less time on Facebook. So what if Facebook was asking that question? Like, how do you feel about your feed? And then they were optimizing to make you feel better about the stuff that you see, but whether that's, uh, you know, you respond, well, I feel depressed mm-hmm. or I feel afraid or mm-hmm. I feel, and it'll say something like, well, if you feel afraid, that might be because you're seeing a lot of political stories. Would you like us to suppress those and, and show you more pictures of people's pets? And you can say, well, yeah, yeah. Like a 10%, 10, 20%. <laughs> that'd be nice. Like, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I haven't prepared for this too much I'm, and I'm mostly making things up, but like the question is, what are you optimizing for? And, letting yeah. the user's mm-hmm. behavior influence that and maybe even getting getting an idea of how a user feels about his interactions and and basing the experience off of that is it's not outside the realm of something that they could do i think that i think that's good cuz as you if you think about like i mean you can apply this to anything anytime anybody creates anything really especially in the entertainment um kind of world um like for the purpose of being of entertaining people like can we really put on them an expectation of making sure their users don't abuse it like that's a really difficult uh difficult to figure out difficult to apply and it's difficult to put that expectation on every creator um but to but to change change the question change the purpose of from saying like what netflix does is you know our biggest competitor is sleep (laughs) if we can get them to stop sleeping more then we'll get more people to use our thing and we're going to try for that um yeah that's a that's a a bad concept but if their goal is to make people happy to make people i think that's like disney's right disney world maybe make people happy (laughs) somebody i'm pretty sure has that mission statement it's just really simple it sounds like disney Um, world and yeah. 
And so if that was more the mission statement for people, um, for companies, then some people may abuse it, but we can't be responsible for that. We can try to try to help mitigate that. Um, like, like you were suggesting David, um, in, in saying, you know, well, I guess maybe, maybe Craig was putting some limiters on there. And so if we, if we have that ability to put limiters on there, but then be more focused on just making people happy, healthy in, in using our product, make it benefit them the most, but it's hard. I feel like in a, you know, I've been the, the Karl Marx quote I said is because I've been thinking about capitalism and just all the problems it seems to bring about is like, you know, they, they, they're for money. But I was thinking like, um, the other day when we were flying, we had a problem and we're like, Oh, if we call and complain, maybe we'll get something out of it. And it's like, you know, this, this system is just supporting people to be complainers and whiners. Whereas the people (laughs) who like, let it go by, they don't get rewarded. But I was like, we should change, but changing the economy doesn't fix human nature. It just <laughs> maybe switches problems. So I don't know. Those have been some thoughts going on in my mind. Yeah, this this is an interesting question. I've I've been thinking about just this idea of like what responsibility do you have for how people use your thing? Like assuming that you didn't build a thing that is that like really easily lends itself toward toward evil. Like, you know, I want to make this reform theology and Bible study app and like but but there, there's always the possibility, you know, once it's fully featured and, uh, you know, working really well, there's always the possibility of a pastor being like, this is great. I only spent have to spend half the time preparing my sermon. It's like, well, that really wasn't what I set out to do. <laughs> that was kind of like mm-hmm. what I would love is for you to spend the same amount of time or close to the same amount of time, but get more out of that time. <laughs> um, and so how do you, how do you, like, you can't do anything to stop that. You, you know, Facebook can't do anything to stop people from using it inappropriately. Uh, whether, you know, whether that's using it too much, I, I guess they can put a hard limit on the time spent, but, but, you know, people figure out ways around that. The, there's always a point where users, if they want to hurt themselves or others with your thing, they, they can do that. But, you know, <laughs> where, where does your responsibility start and stop? And then even beyond your responsibility, is there anything you can do to like encourage good behavior? Mm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I, somebody, somebody should say the obvious and I feel like it shouldn't be me because I just talked a bunch, but the, the, yeah, the issue point. of <laughs> the issue of sin and stopping sin. And can you build a society or build an app to mm-hmm. stop sin is, is of course we're, we're well, talking that, about surface issues. That goes back. Mm-hmm. That goes back to the hard issue though. Like you, you know, we talked about the whole this at the beginning of the conversation was saying some of these things are a hard issues. So technology companies should be doing things to uh, try and um, help users out, I guess, help users make wise choices where possible. Although Facebook we've talked about is obviously trying to just get as much time and information from you as they can, but none of that is going to cause you, if your if your problem is greed or envy or pride or whatever, none of that is going to actually stop the problem for you. That's just, if it's a sim problem, then it's an internal problem. Not, it's not a physical thing. It's not something that a system or a, um, a online platform can fix for you. It may be, there may be online things like we talked about that can like, I mean, you know, is it angel eyes or whatever it is like the, the, um, covenant eyes covenant eyes that's the one the one that stops you seeing things in movies and stuff that you shouldn't be seeing 
you know, something like that. Oh, certainly- Vid Angel. Yeah, Vid Angel is, Vid Angel is yeah. like okay. the Netflix type. Uh, things like that can certainly help you um, run away from sin in certain areas, but the sin really needs to be dealt with um, between you and God and, and, and then constantly mortified uh, because, yeah, relying on the way, on someone else to change a platform to stop you from sinning is, is kind of backwards. <laughs> uh, looking at it like from the individual perspective, I think that's certainly true. Um, but looking on the other side, like if we were to say there's – uh, there's no need to try to put in these, implement these efforts because it's on the individual. Like, I feel like government's purpose is to hold back sin and help mm-hmm. people. And so, if we would almost say, if we would apply that argument all the way to its conclusion, you kind of say, well, there's no point in a government because it's all our own fault. And so, we should just all, like, government's not going to change our heart. Um, but that's, but, th- but that's why I started what I said with the caveat of, uh, social media companies should be trying to do things to mm, okay, cool, help their users cool. yeah. develop good habits. I'm not, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I think they should, but the, the mm. responsibility for uh, their users sinning or not sinning doesn't lie with them. It lies with the person doing the sinning. <laughs> so, mm, for sure. But, but yeah, I, I am certainly, as I keep, I kind of have said in different ways, I'm certainly all for seeing these companies actually step up to the plate and say, okay, mm. there have been issues identified what can we do to improve them? I think Facebook is probably the trickiest one, although Instagram's similar, because they these, like David said, the companies thrive off of how much time you spend on there. That's what, you know, number of users and time spent on platform, I'm imagining are probably two of the biggest statistics that fuel the advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there and maybe breadth of audience as well, you know, in terms of locations and, and demographics and stuff. But um, there will be other factors, but they would be two huge ones. And so the issue I think is always going to come back to like, it's a business model thing. Like they've developed a business model because it works for them in a corporate sense, which is where I guess you're going with the capitalism stuff tank. Um, mm. But I, I still appreciate, I can appreciate that with things like this liking thing, they're not saying, Hey, we're going to put a cut a hour cutoff time on Instagram or Facebook, but it, they're doing something mm. and doing something is always going to be better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And all I was going to point out was that the, uh, there, there is a solution I mean, not, not, not a true solution in this life, but the, like God has provided ordinary means. Like if you are an Instagram user who struggles with envy or bitterness or, or what have you, there are solutions for you. Uh, the first of those is the gospel, uh, believing the gospel. If you don't believe mm-hmm. the gospel, then I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, how did you find this podcast? Um, <laughs> You should believe the gospel. That's what I do. But assuming that our listeners, uh, assuming that our listeners are Christians, there's there's scripture, there's prayer, there's uh, the ordinary means of grace. There, you can go to church, you can hear your pastor, you can, you know, if this is a real struggle for you, maybe you should talk to your pastor. Uh, that's going to be a lot better than any UX experience or UX changes that Facebook mm-hmm. can make, mm-hmm. um, because these are the means by which God has promised to sanctify us. Yeah, hundred percent. But David, what if this is someone's first ever Tech Reformation episode and they've never stepped foot in a church and they don't know what you mean by the gospel? Well, then somebody should do an episode where we each try to explain the gospel in under thirty-five minutes. Was it thirty-five minutes? Was that the limit? <laughs> I think I think it was sixty seconds. I think I did it. I think Ben thought he could do it and struggled. <laughs> uh, episode what? Fifty? Fifty-one? Yeah, fifty. I think uh, f- something like that. I think fifty. Anyway, I was hoping David would give a really concise um, 
summary of the gospel there, but that didn't happen. No, I, I made a joke instead. <laughs> God overcoming sin, P-E, love. I can't remember. <laughs> then someone make a... Yeah, ta- Tank's a, a missionary. Come on, Tank. Give us your best <laughs> gospel presentation in 60 seconds or less. Jesus loves you. This I know for the Bible tells you so. Solid D minus. And you call yourself a Calvinist. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, just kidding. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we're really wanting. To I, was, I would have even gone John three sixteen before I went that. <laughs> <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. <sighs> I mixed like versions there because I said believeth and didn't use begotten. Yeah, I know. I was, I was confused. <laughs> I was trying to work out, is this the KJ? No, is this the me- me- message? No, passion translate. I don't know where we're going now. It wasn't passion translation. Cause there wasn't, there wasn't three <laughs> paragraphs added <laughs> in italics. Anyway, I feel like we could wrap. I love that. We still have <laughs> <laughs> Still, oh, that's what? funny. I hope people actually know what the gospel is because we Ben's going to be like, "You guys, okay, okay." The gospel to which I referred <laughs> is the news that the the problems that we're talking about bitterness, envy, anxiety, all of these things are more than just mental health problems. They are sins against the holy God, and He has decreed that they deserve death, and that's obviously a real problem. He's not only decreed they deserve death in this life, but death in the next life, eternal condemnation, uh, hell. Uh, And as a remedy for that, he has provided his son who uh, is God himself, who came in the flesh, who took that sin upon himself, took, took our sin as, as if, as if he had done it um, and died bearing the full weight of God's wrath so that we would never have to bear that. Uh, and he lived a perfect righteous life and fully satisfied the wrath of God for all those who place their faith in him through faith. We are united to Christ and God sees us as having already been punished and having lived a perfectly righteous life. If you want more information on that, um, I guess the Slack's a pretty good place to, to meet some Christians and, and talk, um, or other Christians in your life. Um, Yeah. And he rose from the dead as well. That's, that is true. Did you mention that? No, no. <laughs> it's kind of important for the whole defeating death so that we could one day. Well, I was going to mention that on the Slack. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. It's three uh, days the later. Bit that I timed, the bit that I timed of what you said went for about 40 seconds, but I started a fair way into it. So we'll have to listen back oh to the um, not so instant replay to get whether or not that well, was Well, I use Overcast seconds. on 3X, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cool. cool. It's a wrap. So you should join us on Slack. You can also see. Oh, good. You can also see our past episodes, including episode fifty, where the rest of us try to do it or try to share the gospel in less than a minute um, on TechReformation.com. Yeah, it was good to give that David that opportunity. That David that opportunity. That he took. <laughs> that. Can you just say that like for forty-seven <laughs> seconds, and I'll put it at the end. <laughs> Uh, and you can also, did what we actually say? say the URL oh, yeah, for Slack? We should do that. Did we actually say the URL? Yeah. So if you do <laughs> want to join this Slack that we've talked so much about, it's at... And hear about the resurrection. Slack. 
slacked <laughs> we're gonna have to make a resurrection channel uh, slack.techreformation.com <laughs> to sign up and then techreformation.slack.com to sign in this has been the Tech Reformation thank you for listening and we will see you again next week That's that's kind of that 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 that